If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm going through a personal story about almost dying. Chris, during the break, said... Which time? Because I realize that I have almost died a few times. This is the one. Well, you'll see when I get to it, Chris. So we'll go over that now. We're going to talk about juvenile crime, make fun of Google. We're going to get to some emails. I also have a, you know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Once I finish this little personal story, we're going to get to something Eric Swalwell said today about threats because it's something we've talked about before on the show. Just one of these things we talk about to prepare ourselves for how the communist operates. All right. So I'll get to the Swalwell bit in a few. Let me finish up the story about almost dying. So I was talking about in case you missed the end of last hour, I was in the Marines infantry and you're always bouncing around at different locations to get trained in different things. Part of our training, one of the ones we did was mountain warfare training. You go up in the mountains, And again, they're teaching you how to kill and eat rabbits. I won't tell that story again, probably ever on the radio. They are teaching you about how cold mountain streams are. How do the Marines do that? Well, they make you get in one until you can't feel your entire body. They look, they do teach you a lot of good things. They teach you how to rock climb, how to rappel down a rock face with a pack on your back. They teach you really techniques about hiking and going through the mountains and what to watch out for. And a lot of things that are very, very valuable. Now, they also have little specialist schools where they will take a few guys, because you don't need your whole unit to be proficient in everything. They will take a few guys 
and they'll train you up in something special for that type of environment. All right. If you were uh, doing jungle warfare training, and I'm actually completely making this up, but I could see it being a thing. They would probably want every unit to have somebody who really specialized in acquiring food that's safe in the jungle. Maybe you'd come up with a little hunting crew, hunting and trapping crew. Hey, this is how you make traps. For okay, so that's an example. One example for me was at mountain warfare training, part of the struggle, and this has been a struggle since Hannibal crossed the Alps, getting over the mountains and getting over the mountains, navigating your way through the mountains, over them, through them, with all of your stuff. Because here's something, movies and TV, they've tainted how we look at military things big time in this way. When you picture a Roman army, you know, we just brought up Hannibal. This is a good one. A Roman army on the move. What do you picture? What, what, what popped into your head right now? I bet you I know. I bet you what popped into your head is this. A, an officer or more than one officer, they'll be on horseback riding down a road with the troops, the normal troops, and their Roman armor marching in full armor. You can probably picture the helmets right now and the breastplates marching in full armor, spears and swords and shields. And that's the army on the move, right? You know that's something totally out of the movies, right? There's no chance whatsoever they would march Roman armies great distances with 70, 80 pounds of armor on. You would, there's no way you would have put that armor on your body until it was just about time to fight. So already that mental image is wrong. Guess what you didn't see? Let's say it was a 5,000-man army. It was a Roman legion. It's a 5,000-man army. And you're picturing it, right? You're picturing the guy on horseback and the guys in the armor. You know what you didn't see? Food. Do you have any idea how much food 5,000 men would eat in a day? Do you have, oh, you know what? That's, so let's, let's get off that one. That's one example. That, look, I could go over how long the wagon train would have to be behind an army. Let's forget about that. Cowboy movies. You love them. I love them. I grew up watching John Wayne movies with my own man. I know them all. I've seen them all. Love them all. It's weird, though. As I watched John Wayne several times ride off into the mountains to catch a bad guy, maybe with a friend, and there was hardly ever anything towed along with him. Just him on his horse. And I actually remember thinking about this as a kid. Wow, man, they really don't have very much stuff. He's got a rifle, of course, and got that little thing that's folded up behind him in the saddle, a couple saddlebags, but what are they eating? How are they, what are they, how are they doing this? When cowboys rode into the mountains, they had mules or other horses behind them with all the supplies they needed, bringing me back to mountain warfare training. It is a monumental task to get men to and fro in the mountains. It's 10 times as monumental to get all the things they need to and fro with them. And I don't care how much technology is still out there. Oftentimes, what you need most is a mule. Mules are mules for a reason. They're bred that way for a reason. They can carry a 
boatload, a gargantuan amount of weight without any harm coming to them. If you know how to pack them, and we'll get to that as well. They have great footing, better footing than horses, you should know. Great footing. That is important. One wrong step in the mountains, and your wife is getting a letter telling you you're not coming, telling her you're not coming home anymore. That's important. So they took they picked a select few of us and took us into something called mule packers. I don't know if they still do it. I bet they still do. I forget the reason why I was picked. It might have been random, but it might have been my history with horses. Now, I'm far and away. I'm the furthest thing in the way from a horse expert, right? I don't want to act like I'm uh, starring in the next episode of Yellowstone here. But I do know my way around them a little bit. I grew up hunting. I, I can ride. I've ridden them plenty of times. I, I know I can ride a horse. I, I'm very comfortable around horses. Anyway, we go to Mule Packers. And we spend all this time at Mule Packers learning how to pack military equipment and food and water. That'll come into play here on the mules themselves. Because you can't just chuck, you know, a mortar up there. It takes actual work. How do you strap it on? How do you do something where it's comfortable for the animal? How do you balance everything out? How do you get the animal to do what you want? How do you tie this? How do you do that? It's an ordeal. So we were working with mules for a while, which I really enjoyed. But as they always do... And I'll get back to politics here in a few. I'm having fun. As they always do, they will round up. They will sum up every training exercise, every training thing you've been doing with one final thing. There's always one final big blowout. Let's incorporate all those skills. And this one was, okay, you've been training to pack mules to take into the mountains with all your equipment and food and live. So there's the mules. There's the mountains. Pack them up and go. And we were told to pack up our stuff and ride into the mountains where we were going to stay for a few days with the stuff we packed on the mules. Now, remember, I moved to Montana when I was 10. Mountains are a second home for me. I love the mountains. When I was in high school, I, mean, we, I, I don't know want to say I don't want to say it was better than in other ways kids grew up, but it was certainly different. On Friday nights, we were chasing trouble like other kids were chasing trouble. We were just going to the mountains to do it. I would get off school. I would go home, and I would start loading my car up with sleeping bag, clothes, food. If I was able to get my hands on some beer, that went in there. And guns. We would throw guns in there. There are bears and various things in the mountains. Just guns came with you. And you would bring along a hatchet, whatever else you needed to build a fire. And then our, quote, parties on a Friday or Saturday night is we'd ride into the mountains as far as we could go, find a secluded place, and all, everyone, all these irresponsible teenagers getting ready to be irresponsible. I'm not singing our praises, but everyone, when you got there first, well, okay, we got to set up camp. All right, set up where you're sleeping. All right, hey, you got, you got a good firewood. Let's get a fire build up. Let's get let's get camp set up. So I know the mountains. I'm t- I love the mountains. I'm totally comfortable there. So we go off to the mountains. They pack all these water jugs. Our instructor who was leading us, He's a sergeant at the time, I need to point out. I think I was a private or a PFC. What you need to know is that's underneath sergeant significantly. Our sergeant, I don't know whether he was new. I don't know whether he just had a bad day because you can get yourself turned around in the mountains real, real easy if you don't know what you're doing. Whatever the case may be, we got lost. We got nice and lost in the mountains. And I don't care how, who you're with, radio, cell phones, whatever. The mountains can eat you up and, and, and chew you up and spit you out real fast. We get lost and we get real lost. We can't find our way out. We have to spend an extra night in the mountains. And we run out of water. And that brings us to the place 
where I almost died. I will cap this up, and then we'll talk about Swalwell, something he said today, and something something the communists use. But let's deal with you for a moment. I don't want you to have to go to the mountains. I don't want you to almost die. And you know what else I don't want? I don't want you to be wiped out in the market again this year like you were last year, like I was. Every, what we all lose, 30%? What's the number? Trillions of dollars lost in the market. Maybe we should start doing more investing with things we can touch and feel. Real estate. I promised you a long time ago. I tell you about gold. I tell you about silver. I tell you about land. I told you I was going to find a company of anti-communists that share our values that do real estate investing. Because no matter what, that house you buy, if it loses 10% this year, one, it'll probably gain it back. But two, it's always worth a ton, right? It never drops to zero because it's a house. You can touch it and feel it and stand in it. Done for you real estate knows the choice houses to buy and they handle everything for you. Once you decide to start working with them, they'll find you the best properties, the best markets. They vet everything. They get the financing. They get the closing. They manage the closing. They handle the rental process. You don't do anything but make the choice to work with done for you real estate. I trust them. These are good, honest people who've been making a killing for people for a long time. Go to doneforyoujesse.com. Doneforyoujesse.com. All right? All right. The communist does something. He does it regularly. And until you realize you don't know what he's doing. I'll tell you in a second. The Jesse Kelly Show. I'm outdoors, you know. Can I stay with you maybe a couple About days? Because you have not had the briefing that I had. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there. That committee. Good for, good for Kevin McCarthy. All right, back to my story, and then we'll get to Swalwell, because Swalwell provided us uh, an opportunity to once again dive into the communist mind and communist tactics so you can be ready and I can be ready. We must be good anti-communists, right? But back to my story. So in case you're just joining us, Marine Corps, Gets selected for mule packing as part of a mountain warfare thing. We learn how to pack our mules. We finally, at the end of this training, go on a long training exercise in the mountains, staying in the mountains. Instructor gets us lost, gets us very lost. We run out of food, of course, and eventually we run out of water. Now, maybe you're sitting there saying to yourself, no big deal. It's some mountains. There's streams everywhere. But let me caution you on this briefly. Every person who listens to the sound of my voice right now from the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee to the Rocky Mountains of Colorado, they will all know what I'm about to say. But allow me to say it anyway for people who didn't have my father and didn't grow up in the mountains. Mountain streams. I know they're cold. I know that water is so clear. It's just so clear. The water's cold. It's clear. Surely it's clean. No, it's not. All right? 
Listen, the faster moving the water, the better. That rule always applies. So you want it moving fast. Remember, it's just stagnant, stale water is not good. So the faster, the better. And the closer you can get to the source, the better. If you find a mountain stream that's coming right out of the side of a mountain, a spring, basically, if you find a spring, then you're fine. All right? Then you're fine. But you rarely find the spring. You rarely find the source. This is why it's not okay. Animals. Animals in the wild. I know this Disney generation that grew up, I know you think when we're not out there, they all gather together and they do songs and dances and they're cute and they're cuddly. But actually, nature is horrific. It is well, yeah, it is beautiful, but it is horrific. It is cruel. It is awful. It is full of disease. These animals get diseases. One of the diseases that is very prevalent is Giardia. It is a parasite. Animals get it all the time. They get it. And because of, well, some things I'll elaborate on in a moment, in a very brief way, they get sick and they get thirsty. And they go down to a mountain stream where sometimes they die in the stream. Then the rotting corpse is in the stream, a mile upstream from that delicious water you're tasting that is full of rotting elk corpse and Giardia. Our instructor, clearly, he had to have been new, takes our big jugs of water and just starts dipping them in the water. At this point in time, again, I had a father who knew what he was talking about. I stepped in and said, uh, Sergeant, <clears throat> I certainly don't want to step on any toes here. I realize you can murder me at any moment, but what are you doing with the, wa with the water? I'm getting water. I said, but that water is not safe. Dude, it's out of a mountain stream. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. I was overruled. I was a private PFC. I didn't have any other options at the time. So he starts handing out the water for all of us to drink. All right. Now mountain warfare ends. No problem. We end up getting off the mountain. No big deal. We go all the way back to our home base of 29 Palms, California. We just, uh, two, three weeks later, I want to say, it's about that much time, we go out to the field. That's what we call it when you leave base and go out into the rural parts of the base to do shoots. We went out to do a shoot, and it was the heat. It was the heart of summer there. It was 125 degrees that day. I remember it, 125. And we did a big mortar shoot, and everyone was kind of dreading this whole thing because not only had we been out there for days doing a mortar shoot, and live fire and all these things. So you're not sleeping well. You're not necessarily eating that great. And at the end of it, you had a hump. We had a, I think it was 10, 15 miles back to base. We had to do a 10, 15 mile hump after that. So that makes it even more brutal. Except the day of the hump, we're supposed to take off on the hump that afternoon. Sometimes they would hump us at night just so you get, again, get used to humping us at night. Chris, I wish you would grow up when I say these things. Okay. I mean, what is... Are you five years old? All right. We would go on humps at night. I'll put it that way, Chris. You know what, Chris? We're going to pause for a moment. We're going to pause for a brief moment. Sometimes, because of Chris, when I get off the radio, I need to vent some stress out. All right? Part of how I do that is I practice with my, with my weapon. I get to do that at home now because of Mantis X. I don't have to go down to the range and say, Chris, 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 with every shot. I don't have to write his name on any of the targets anymore at the range and shoot at it. Now I can go home, attach my Mantis X to my weapon, and then in the comfort of my house, 
even though the wife and kids get uncomfortable, I could say, Chris, 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 with every single shot I shoot. And Mantis Sex will put me through feedback. They'll put me through drills. Not only am I letting out that horrible frustration that sets in having worked with Chris for so long now, I am also getting better and training better. You get a Mantis X. It attaches to your weapon. You train in the comfort of your home, your living room, your backyard, your dining room, without having to fire a shot. This is all dry fire practice, without having to drive to the range. Maybe you're a new shooter. Oh, I'm embarrassed. You don't have to be embarrassed. Your training is right there. Train by yourself. Nobody looking on if you're embarrassed. Mantis X. Make sure you're ready, all right? Go to mantisx.com. That's mantisx.com. Back to the story. We have a hump that night. But I wake up that day. Remember, we've been back for two or three weeks from mountain warfare training. So I'm not even thinking about that. But I wake up that day and I am sick. Uh, I don't mean, you know, got the sniffles. That kind of that kind of sick. I mean, stomach sick. And all right, I'll try to be delicate about this. Lower stomach sick. I'll explain in a second. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show reminding you, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I will get to the Swalwell thing in just a second. Wrapping this whole story up, not going to recap it again. If you're just joining us, you missed a story about me almost dying. The end of it is this. I wake up this, I wake up the morning, not this morning. I wake up that morning in 29 Palms out in the field and my stomach is not okay. And I need to clarify something. And I need, I, don't worry. I, I understand it's, it's a gross topic. I'm not going to go into the details of it. You don't need, you use your imagination. But just understand, I don't mean my stomach's a little upset. I don't mean that, oh man, I've had to use the bathroom a couple times. I mean, it's like I swallowed a bunch of little dwarves who decided to get in my guts and have a knife fight with each other at all times. And you're using the bathroom every 10 minutes. I'm not exaggerating. Every 10 minutes. Now it's 125 degrees out. You're using the bathroom every 10 minutes. Do you have any idea how fast your body will dehydrate and start to die? Really, really, really fast in that weather. It's almost time. We're like an hour away from step-off time to go on this hump. I don't want to look like a wuss. I know you're going to find this shocking. The Marines generally frown on that. You know, I think I'm too sick to go. That's not, this is not like working at Google. All right. It's generally frowned upon pride. You know, pride's killed a lot of men probably would have killed me by the grace of God. I am noticed by one of my NCOs not looking my best. I look like I'm basically dead. What is wrong with you? Kelly, you start yelling at me. And I can hardly even talk by this point in time. I'm so dehydrated. My tongue is swollen up. I'm not doing well. He forces me to go over and see the doc, see the corpsman. He's not an actual doctor. He's a Navy corpsman, which are basically Marines. This won't mean much to you unless you're familiar at all with it. But my body, he hooked me up. My body sucked down three IVs in a matter of 20, 30 minutes. Sucked them down. I don't mean slowly absorbed them. Just body was so dehydrated. Doc told me, he said, you'd have never made the hump. You'd have just passed out and maybe died on the hump. They scramble because they're worried about how dehydrated I am. They throw me in the back of a truck and race me back to base. Take me to the hospital. 
Long story short, turned out to be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Long story short, again, there was a lag. I got better. I didn't take any new medicine, but I got better after that one day. I got better. Okay, well, that's weird. A week or two later, we're getting ready to go back out in the field. Everyone's dreading it. Another four or five days. It's going to be brutal. I get called to go down to the company office. That's always bad. Always bad. You only get down called down there when you're in trouble for something. And not only that, I'm on my way down there, and one of my NCOs walks back by me, heading the other way, and he's just glaring at me. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what did I do? It could be anything, but what did I do? Turns out I was not in trouble. They were calling me in for a very solemn meeting, letting me know, Jesse, we tested you at the hospital, and it turns out you have Giardia. That's the name of the parasite. Giardia actually spread throughout, surprise, surprise, everyone who happened to be on the mule packing thing up in mountain warfare training. Wouldn't it be a surprise? And they're telling me this very solemnly. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, am I, am I okay? Why are you so bummed out? And they said, look, you're not going to be able to go to the field with us. All right. You're going to have to stay back. And I'm already, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, what is the catch here? I don't have to go to the field. I'm going to stay back in the air conditioning and I'm going to play video games and stuff. And they said, and also, because this thing spreads so fast, we can't afford to have your roommate go out to the field either. He's going to have to stay. My roommate is my best friend, by the way. I got roomed with my best friend. So while the rest of my unit got sent to the field, for a week, four or five days, I sat in my dorm room and played Madden NFL football on Xbox and ate Domino's pizza and wasn't even sick because it turns out Giardia goes dormant in your body. It'll wake up and make you real sick and then go dormant again and wake up and make you real sick and go dormant again. That's why a lot of people struggle with it forever. They don't realize you need to get on whatever they are, antibiotics, I don't know. Look, I'm not a, not a real doctor. You need to get on whatever they are and take the whole thing to make sure it's all dead. But yeah, that's a story about me almost dying. <laughs> now, speaking of almost dying, you know from today, you already know, Kevin McCarthy followed through on his promise to kick Ilhan Omar, Adam Schiff, and Eric Swalwell off of the House Intelligence Committee. You remember Nancy Pelosi started kicking off people on the right off of committees. And they were, of course, warned appropriately, uh, if you do this, we're going to do it to you. And she wouldn't stop because communists are never able to moderate themselves or control themselves. She couldn't stop, so she did it anyway. Kevin McCarthy's the new Speaker of the House. He's kicking them off. Swalwell did something today. Not that Swalwell matters. He doesn't. But what he did and what he said today does matter. Because this is not only a tactic that they've used forever. This will be a common tactic going forward. I want you to listen very closely to what Swalwell said. He gave a press conference today and talked about being kicked off. And this is what he said. Tell about somebody else. So this is purely about political vengeance. The cost is not only removing us from the committee, on the Intelligence Committee, the cost is not only breaking, shattering the most precious glassware in the cabinet, a committee that's always been bipartisan. The costs are the death threats that Ms. Omar, myself, and Mr. Schiff keep getting because Mr. McCarthy continues to aim and project these smears against us. Even though we have said publicly these smears are bringing death threats, he continues to do it. The problem is what? The problem is the death threats. Hey, uh, Eric Swalwell, so the FBI actually, they even briefed 
members of Congress, the leadership of Congress, and they told them, you have been in in a relationship with a Chinese spy. There's no way you should ever be allowed on an intelligence committee because you're actually a national security threat. Eric Swalwell, what are your thoughts on that microphone in his face, and what does he say? These threats, these threats against my life are an outrage. These, I am in mortal danger. And I saw in response to somebody online, he actually posted a voicemail of one of these threats. I hope you die, that kind of a thing. Okay. Now, let's do a couple things here. One, please don't ever, 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 ever threaten anybody. Certainly not a member of Congress. Yes, I'm talking to you. We can do this legally. We can do this locally. And I'm not telling you this because I care about these people. I hate Eric Swalwell. I don't care about him at all. I'm telling you this for your sake. You keep your butt out of prison and you don't ever, ever, ever even imply any kind of a threat on these people. All right. You keep yourself legal and mostly keep yourself local. That's one. But two, the communist is an expert at doing this. They have done this to me, actually. They've done this to me personally. Uh, let's do a little rewind here. Many will remember, some will forget. You know what? Pause for a second, then we'll do a little rewind, and I'll just explain what they do. How's your testosterone, guys? I, I'm asking this because a constant theme on the show is we have to fight, we have to fight. There won't be any peace until we fight. We have to fight, we have to fight out, we have to fight. But the real truth is there is a medical reason why the right has been so weak as well testosterone levels are in free fall. They are half of what they were 50 years ago. Do you realize how rapid that decline is? Half. Chalk. They have a male vitality stack. They're not just hardcore anti-communists. They're not just guys out there savaging the left every day. They have natural herbal supplements designed to increase your testosterone 20% in 90 days. Guys, what are you doing? Ladies, don't think you're off the hook. How's your energy? You ready for this fight? You know the ladies of my community have a big meeting tonight in, in the city. They have a big meeting, and the big meeting is about why our local officials are allowing fentanyl into our schools. Ladies, you feeling good enough to go down to one of those meetings right now? Female vitality stack. Stay in the fight, all right? Chalk, C-H-O-Q dot com. Promo code JESSE gets you 35% off the subscription. Get the subscription, save yourself some money. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. Now, what was happening in my community was this. There was going to be some hardcore gun-grabbing, LGBTQ freak type person got chosen by the local communists to lead the 4th of July parade. People freaked out about it. To their credit, I had pastors freaking out about it. Had them reach out to me and say, Jesse, can you help? Because they know I love to fight like this. And I said, yes, I can. So I choose to dig in. You remember, you probably helped with it. She ended up quitting. Now, what happened after that? I'll tell you in a second. He doesn't care if you believe him. But he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. I'll finish up my little story here talking about Swalwell and, and how the communist operates. And then we're going to get to 
uh, headlines I didn't get to, and then we're checking out of here, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Remember, you can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Friday's coming. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Back to an example of what happened. So I dig in, do a bunch of stuff online. You'll probably remember I did it on the show. We flood City Hall with complaints. We get this communist removed from the 4th of July parade. But something happens. What happened was one of the big Houston papers, the Houston Chronicle, real piece of trash rag. They reach out to this lady we got removed from the parade or who quit. She quit on her own volition. And what'd she tell them? She told them the same thing Swalwell has used, the same thing you've used a thousand times. She said, I had to quit in response to threats. Now, here's what happened from there, and you need to remember this. What happened from there was the Chronicle didn't ask to see any of the threats. They didn't ask for voicemail verification, text verification, social media verification. Anyone who did ask was quickly dismissed. In fact, she would respond with things like, sorry, I'm on vacation. I just want to be done with this. Yet the Houston Chronicle runs with the headline, Forced to resign. I forget the headline exactly. Forced to quit because of threats. That's the headline, right? Boom. Forced to quit because of threats. Now, remember, there's no verification on the threats. No one's seen them. That created another headline. I remember even, I think it was Yahoo started running with it. Now these national organizations are getting involved. Jesse Kelly calls down threats. This lady had to leave because of threats. She's in hiding because of threats. Soon, We are getting all these death threats from the communists. You're threatened her. I'm going to threaten you. We're coming to kill you and all these other things. We had to call the FBI and the police and everything else. Not that I care, by the way. None of it bothered me. It's just something we had to go through. No one ever saw a threat. No one ever brought up a threat. No one ever could pull up an email, text, or anything. Because all she had to do as a standard communist tactic was try to dissuade me or you from ever doing it again by calling in her mob lying about threats. They're trying to disincentivize you from ever being an activist. Just by lying, it's as natural to them as breathing. Oh, no, there's too much heat on me. I quit. I was My life was threatened. They understand that's all that it'll take to set their media apparatchiks off on a witch hunt for you were threatened. You were threatened. He was threatened. Jesse threatened her. And soon the perpetrator of all this becomes the victim. You've seen all these drag queen things where the public will get wind of it. It's, it's in these red towns and red cities all over. Oh, drag queen story hour for kids. A drag queen dance off for kids. Bring little Billy. And you freak out. Whenever we find out about them, we bring them up to you. You freak out. You're blowing up City Hall phones. Or you're not blowing them up. You're calling City Hall phones. You're complaining. This is an outrage. And soon what happens? The event gets canceled or the, quote, drag queen pulls out. And what do they do every single time? Do they say, hey, we realize this is not popular. Look, hey, I don't want to bother your kids. It's not popular with the community. You've never once heard that ever. Every single one of them pulls out. And what do they say? Everyone. Everyone, 100%. They all pull out and say, threats. Ah, sorry, but look, we were we were going to let your, your five-year-old daughter put dollar bills in my thong as I danced in her face, but sorry, we got threats. You people are so violent. These threats. This is a tactic. 
It's never honest. And I realize, by the way, I realize sometimes the threats are real. That's very rare. That's extremely rare that the threats are real. They're almost always made up. Our side just really doesn't do that. Their side does all the time. It's as natural as breathing for them. Political violence is simply something they do. It's why another tactic they use, you'll see this a lot if you're paying attention, is, hey, what's his address? Or, hey, where's he work? What is that? Oh, that's a threat. Everyone knows what that is. Hey, what's his address is code for, hey, we'll hurt you at your home. Hey, where's he work is code for, we'll hurt you where you work or we'll get you fired. It's not, it's as natural as breathing for them. It's simply what they do. But this is a tactic they use. Claim to be the victim of threats whenever they're caught with something. Always be on the lookout for it, all right? Because it's one of their favorite techniques. Again, this goes back to them using your values against you because you really don't want anyone threatened, right? Don't threaten anybody. And so the second you find out that happened, you think, oh, no, I wish it hadn't happened. Most of the time it didn't, all right? All right, look, rest easy. Rest easy because you still have Giza dream sheets, right? I mean, sure, the communists are ruining everything, but at least you get a good night's sleep, courtesy of my pillow. Greatest freaking sheets on earth. Because they found the greatest friggin' cotton on earth and decided to make some sheets out of it. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Use the promo code JESSE. That'll get you the lowest price ever on a couple sets of Giza Dream Sheets. Get a couple sets because when the sale goes away, the sale goes away. All right. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Promo code JESSE. Or call 800-845-0544. Maybe Eric Swalwell needs some Giza Dream Sheets. What, Chris? If these threats are keeping him up at night, maybe Giza Dream Sheets will help him rest. Maybe his Chinese spy will enjoy them too. What, is that not, is that, is that not appropriate? Well, whatever. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. And now... Here's a headline. By the goal, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Juvenile crime soars nationwide following pandemic-related school shutdowns. Man, you mean it wasn't good for a bunch of teenage boys across the country to have their schools shut down, have their social structure completely destroyed, and be told there's nothing for them to do? That turned out to have horrible consequences, way worse than the virus? No kidding. Google job cuts hit 1,800 employees in California including 27 massage therapists. Google had 27 massage therapists on staff. Are you starting to understand the big tech layoffs a little more? Do you think there was just a little bit of overhead going on at these places? Seven-year-old seriously wounded in London drive-by. That's weird. Guns are banned. Justice Department brings pro-life activist Mark Houck to trial amid claims of abortion double standard. This is the 49-year-old facing 11 years in prison. 11 years in prison for singing praise and worship songs and reading Bible verses at abortion clinics. Yeah, the system's all against you. Federal law enforcement prepared to mutiny against Joe, planning a rebellion after Biden orders them to the southern border. It will be interesting to see in the coming years as the system gets more rotted where the rebellions come from. It's going to come from places we don't see. We haven't seen yet. I guess this one makes sense, but I dig it. All right. You know what else I dig? 
reading your emails. You can send them to jesse at jessekellyshow.com and we will be back to do it again tomorrow. That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.